welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Um, Here we are going to be uh, airing this at the uh, beginning, middle of February. Uh, Good morning. Actually, uh, the 13th, so that means tomorrow is... Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. <laughs> so, one of my favorites. <laughs> so, uh, you know, make sure that you uh, you know do something special for your spouse or your uh, person you love, and uh, experience that. That'll be that'll be kind of fun, and um, it's going to be a neat uh, neat time. We always, Linda and I, have a good time with it, and uh, she loves. She particularly likes flowers, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll I'll do that with her, and we'll take we'll go out to dinner and. Uh, and just reminisce about the joy that we have and, and right. being, being married and uh, the specialness of the relationship, you know, which is what Valentine's is all about. Right. And, uh, and of course, that's a big month for you because you got you got engaged, you got married, you got you know birthdays. You all know. of that, yes. Yeah. So many fun things going on. Our first date was in February, way back a gazillion years ago. We got engaged in February, got married in February. So this year for Valentine's, we are doing um, an overnight. Uh, at a cute little inn, the Ryer Barn Inn, which we've never stayed at before, down on the North Shore, beautiful place, and have dinner reservations at the Grove. So we are actually, because we're in the year of doing, you know, of Anna's wedding, um, we're not taking any big trips this year. Um, And so we decided just to have some fun. We are going to once a month do a fun overnight, just within driving distance, but just to have a little adventure. And so we're doing this one on Valentine's at the Briar Barn Inn down on the North Shore. Looking forward to it. So it'll be a fun celebration for sure. Yeah, we'll be, um, we uh, have access to uh, uh, Heath and Rebecca Cardi have a condo up at Beaver Creek. Oh, that's right. Uh, Arrowhead. Yeah. And it uh, just so happens because I, I, I just stay in touch with them and, hey, any open days uh, yeah. that we could go up Because you guys to. love to get up there and ski, So we too. get up, and he gives, right. gives it to us at a very favorable rate. So it's, it's very, <laughs> very wonderful for us. That's uh, great. And a privilege for us. And they're right on the slope. You just walk you walk out their door, mm-hmm. their condo, and go 100 feet to the Fun. That's really good. Um so I just hey, you got any dates coming up? And he emails me said, strange, strangely enough, President's Day weekend is open. Oh wow! Which is that's like surprising, right? Hardly ever, you know, because everything else is, yeah. is booked, you know. And, and yeah. I said, put us down. It's we'll, mine. I'll take it. We'll take that. So <laughs> Linda and I are going to go up. We'll go up. And um, uh, Linda, uh, this year, um, she has gone back to skiing. A couple of years ago, uh, we were skiing actually toward the end of the year, and she hit an icy spot and fell backwards and hit. Mm. And she had a helmet on, and it didn't you know it didn't hurt her badly, but it hit her, hit her head, and it um, it just jarred her. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, eh, I don't want to do this anymore, you know. Right. And, and so I, you know, she stopped skiing for a couple of years, and and so the kids and the grandkids, you know, hey, 
oh my, are you going to ski this year? I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, hey, how long are you going to ski this year? And <laughs> she said, okay, I think maybe I could. Um, so I got her uh, a new set of boots and a new new skis. Fine. Um, and then we were up at Beaver Creek at Christmas. And there's uh, Beaver Creek has a, what we call in the ski parlance, a bunny slope. Mm-hmm. And a bunny slope is very gradual. Right. And it's easy and uh, it's a it's great... It's what kids learn on, yeah. It's, it's what kids know. I said, hey, Linda, let's go there and we'll restart it uh, since you have a heart to do it. So we did. And um, and just so happens that there weren't a lot of people on that slope. And by the way, it's very wide and very long. Mm-hmm. Typically, a bunny slope is like five seconds you're down. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> now, this one, this one. And so she, we did that two days in a row. Um, and I just stayed with her and taught her a few more things again. And uh, and she got into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, ooh, I like this. This is fun. You know, so uh, mm-hmm. we'll go up there again. And she'll probably go. Now she'll go to what's called from the bunny slope to the green slope. <laughs> mm-hmm. The green slope, eh, a little bit steeper, but still gradual. But she can do it. But she can do <laughs> it. And she's gaining you know, confidence. And uh, it's fun. And the grandkids... Uh, they actually, you know, they've been encouraging her, but they'll, they actually will ski with her. Oh. By the way, one run. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, because then they're ready to go hit okay, the balls, right? Okay, all right, right? that's enough of that. You know, we're going to go to the double black diamond stuff. Um, so uh, we'll go up, and our Valentine's weekend will be that, and we'll go up skiing. Oh, fun. So, that sounds fantastic. So, and by the way, they just got um, uh, last weekend... They just got all these mountains, including Beaver Creek, just got three and a half feet of yeah, snow. Yeah, I was going to say plenty of snow to be found out west this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Aiden, Aiden went up, and uh, he he took video. He had his friend take video of him, and see we got to see it. So the 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 three feet is is you know it's it's waist high, right, uh, right, and it just fell, you know, so it's powder. So he's oh, skiing fun. in that three feet of snow. In the powder, which he's fit for the fabulous at, you know, but he, you can hear him laughing and, you know, that's have, have awesome. Of it, so we got to see that. So we'll get to, by the time we get there, it'll continue to snow. It'll be great snow. Um, mm-hmm. And what they do, uh, if they have another dump like that, you know, of course we would have to ski in it, but um, generally they, they, what they'll do is they'll groom the slopes mm-hmm. and they'll keep, and that packs it, keep so. packing it down. And we, we, Linda and I like going on groom slopes. Right. That are really nice and smooth and well done. And um, if there's powder, I'll ski the powder because uh, it's kind of fun to ski the powder, but Linda doesn't like it. It's, it's a lot of work it's, to it's, ski the powder. It's too though. much effort, as <laughs> she'll say. I'll just wait till tomorrow. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have we'll have a good time with that. Um, That's fantastic. But uh, we're in the middle of uh, uh, hearing God's voice, and mm-hmm. we've talked about um, how does it work. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about the scripture. Uh, he doesn't violate scripture. Go to the word, and that's usually, by the way, um, as I'm showing people how to hear God's voice, is um, I said, let's go to the word mm-hmm. and learn to go to the word. Uh, and as you go to the word, then you know, God will start speaking, give you life to that word, and then speak to you personally, uh, mm-hmm. direction and insert. I've got a I've got a CEO that is. We were talking about this, and he said, you know, uh, because of what I've learned about that, that mm-hmm. I first go to the word. He said, my uh, grandchildren 
have friends that are interested in how do I follow God? Right. And he said, I've learned, instead of telling them what they should do, I just say, well, let, let's go see what the word has to say. Mm-hmm. And he said, just that alone is teaching them to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. Because they're recognizing it's God and not me or not some other right. person telling them. And they're getting used to starting there. Let's go mm-hmm. to the word. Of course, they got to go further with it. And he said, then I'll speak. The Holy Spirit will speak and apply and, and give direction. Uh, we talked about circumstances. Uh, circumstances are to uh, just to say, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Something is up. And I may be blocking it. I may be trying to do something different with it. Uh, don't don't take it as the answer, but just say, right. now that I see this, I need to pay attention. Yeah, it's an invitation to process further with yeah, him. Process yeah, process further. Uh, and then this last thing we've talked about is that God uses other people, by the way, both believers and unbelievers, to um, interject, process, say things, communicate things, uh, because God says, I can use and I will use other people. Now, now here's the, the beginning question of that. Um, and you have a lot of insight about this. Um, why does God use the community to assist us to hear his voice? As opposed, to, as opposed to thinking of no community and it's all on our back, personally. Mm-hmm. So why, there, why do you, because you, you understand this. So why, yeah. why, is it, why is it so valuable? There's so much to that. Um, one, simply because he has designed us in his image and he is three parts, the yeah. Trinity, and then yeah. has natural community, right? Yeah. And he desires us to reflect him in that as well. But he's given us the gift of community to process things that will give, you know, bring together different circumstances, different viewpoints, um, all of this led by the Holy Spirit to actually you know, I always talk about um, when we talk about the unity of the spirit and coming together in community, I'm brought back to that verse we teach and abide that says how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity for there the the Lord commands blessing. Yeah. That word for pleasant is actually naim, which equates to harmony. Yeah. And I think about how beautiful it is when we hear a melody of a song, but then how much better it is when you hear some beautiful angelic voice come over and weave in the harmonies over that melody. And then another part comes in and suddenly you have three or four parts of harmony in and suddenly what was already a beautiful line, a beautiful truth, a beautiful song is so much more full and more of what it was designed to be. And to me, that is a picture of the gift of processing and community. God can speak something to me and then he fills it out. When I'm sharing with Dan, he will bring insights and nuances to that melody that now there's a harmony to it that makes it even more full. And then I share it with Kendra or with you or Dave or you know, all of these. And we find the overlapping, You know, there's a theme, there is a melody, yet there are all these different parts and nuances that he's filling out by using the body, which is how he designed us um, in community and reflecting him as a church to be able to do that and to affirm his will and to be able to then step forward in assurance. And again, back to that verse where he commands blessing. Yep. So it's such a gift we have to really consider. Yeah. Yeah. And it draws us into, uh, first of all, the joy of just being together. 
Yes. And receiving deeper truth, deeper insight, uh, confirmation. Uh, he said, so the burden really isn't on you. It's on me to get it to you. And I'm going to use the mm-hmm. community to assist you uh, and have you process it. Um, and mm-hmm. then two is that because uh, uh, your community is going to include believers that have me within them, uh, you're actually drawing closer to me. Yeah. Um, and you have a there's a joy just to the whole thing. You get a joy mm-hmm. with each other. Um, and I want you to enjoy each other because that's part of the essence of life of joy is that mm-hmm. relationships that we have right? Um, and the fun of those relationships. And then two is that you? I have a joy with then being drawn closer with you and you with me as we do that together. Uh, and community is such a critical piece of life. And one thing we would encourage everybody would be um, – you know, ideally, you and your spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your children can join you, that's great. Um, have a inner circle, mm-hmm. and an inner circle are those that you begin to trust and give them permission to speak into your life as well as you speak mm-hmm. into their life because they have a heart to get to God's truth, and I'm right. a, I'm a pers- I'm a processor of God's truth, and I'm going to be able to say to you. Eh, I don't think you're there yet. Or I think there's something else you need to see here. Ah, I think you're going actually off the wrong way. Right. Uh, and I, I'd like that for me. Um, right. And so the community is so beautiful. So let's, let's go back to the story we talked about last time uh, with uh, David. First uh, Samuel 25. The context mm-hmm. here is, remember, he's uh, still being chased around by Saul. So he's basically living in caves and living in the wilderness with his 600 uh, men that he's been training. Um, they wind up uh, up in Carmel next to a, uh, uh, a, a guy called Nabal, and who's rich and has got lots and lots of, of stuff and things, and particularly sheep and shepherds. And David winds up next to their, uh, basically their flock, hmm. and he notices these guys aren't this good at this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they're doing things that are not beneficial, and I can help them because mm-hmm. I'm really good at being a shepherd. Uh, right. So he does, and he helps them stay protected, do the right things, understand what it means to be a shepherd, and they actually are thriving and more safe because of David. Mm-hmm. Nabal has a big feast. It's harvest time. And he has a big feast and big feast or, you know, think of, again, we talked about this, the, the Christian potluck where you have so much food that mm-hmm. our biggest problem There's is what, always leftovers, what, what do right? we do with that leftover? <laughs> Who do we give that to? You know, and mm-hmm. uh, and David says, look, because of your feast, he's going to have lots of extra food. You know, we're we're struggling and trying to survive on eating, you know, things that are not that pleasant. Um could we please join him and just give us scraps? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't even need to come to the feast. Just could could we have some of the scraps that we could we could feed off? Because you got plenty. So he says, "Hey, go go tell him. Could we do that? Tell him what we did." Uh, Nabal says, "No, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm not going to give a thing to David. The heck with him. I don't care about him. No, I'm not going to help him at all. Even though he helped me, I don't care." Okay, so David. <laughs> He says, okay, that's it. 
Um, now read verses 20 to 26 in First Samuel 25 and then 32 to 35. Sure. So it was, as she rode on the donkey, that she went down under the cover of a hill of the hill, and there were David and his men coming down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so and more also to the enemies of David, if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Okay, now. When David heard this, and, and we can read, you know, you can go back and read mm-hmm. the story. And, and remember the the scriptures. The neat thing about scripture is that they don't sugarcoat anything. Right, right. Um, and they don't say, "Well, it's kind of embarrassing to what David how David reacted," but that how he reacted. Now they you know? show his real reaction, right? Um, and David, when he heard it, he says, "Okay, boys, buckle up." Literally, that's mm-hmm. what he says: "Buckle up. We're going after him." And we're killing everything in sight, which he just said to Abigail, who is his wife, coming to meet David. He just said, you know, actually, uh, it'll be a shame if I don't kill everything in sight by tomorrow morning. Mm. Okay, that that's his response to this. Right. So, okay, keep reading. Now, when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, On me, my Lord, on me, let this iniquity be. And please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my Lord regard this scoundrel Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. Now, therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed, and from avenging yourself with your own hand. Now then, let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. Yeah, and then uh, 32 to 35. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice, and blessed are you, because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed, and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you unless you had hurried and come to meet me surely by morning light no males would have been left to Nabal so David received from her from her hand what she had brought him and said to her go up in peace to your house see I have heeded your voice and respected your person yeah that's good so um, David said uh, now we got to keep remembering, and this is the beauty of understanding the truths of Scripture and what's happened, is that, see, David had already processed this mm-hmm. one story before this. Right. Um, and this is with Saul, who, remember, they're hiding in caves, and Saul goes in to relieve himself yeah. alone. And the men said, hey, there he is. You can kill him. Um, God gave him you know, to you. Go kill him. Mm-hmm. And David says, yeah, I think that's a good idea. And so he, he first of all said, let me see if he notices me. And mm-hmm. he cuts off a corner of his robe. Didn't notice him. It's like, hey, you know what? I can do this. I can kill him. So he goes to fulfill that, and he gets checked by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Son, no. Justice uh, is mine. <laughs> I know I know that you have a will about this. You think it's mm-hmm. a good idea. You even interpreted what I was doing as uh, permission to do that. Mm-hmm. But let me help you understand something. 
uh, it's not the right time. It's not your right to solve this yourself. I'll do it. Vengeance is mine. It will happen. He's mm -hmm. treating you unfairly, and it's absurd what he's doing, but you need to understand it. So he, he goes to Saul and says, hey, I could have killed you easily. Here's, here I can show you the corner of the robe. But God said, uh, it's up to him, and let God judge between you and me. Mm -hmm. um, and I wish you would stop chasing me uh, right. because obviously I could have killed you right now, but, and God's going to, going to take care of it. And if I was you, I'd stop chasing me. And, and Saul says, okay, uh, thank you. Um, mm -hmm. I can receive that and go your way. And by the way, later he says, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't agree with, that. I'm going to chase him anyway. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he just learned this lesson. Right. And let me pause you before we go even go on to how this occurs here. But, you know, just recapping some of what we talked about with circumstances, too. If David had stopped at circumstances, um, he would have gone ahead. Yes. And he would have killed Saul. He had to continue in process with the Holy Spirit and with other believers to know that it was that the circumstance was not the end all of it. It yeah. was presenting something else. Yeah, because think of the privilege we have is that I don't need to reach my own conclusion mm -hmm. about the circumstances because in the natural, he would have said, of course, he just gave them to me. Right. Of course, I should kill him and, and I'll become king, which is what I've been promised. Look right. at that. The circumstances all line up um, and that with that, interesting enough, see God with the circumstances doing something different. Exactly. I need to you show know, you. And then coming into this, we see how he uses community yeah. to help speak and begin to give more clarification even to what's going on in the circumstances. Yeah. So. Uh, and so he said, I'm trying to show you a deeper truth. Vengeance is mine. Don't you take it? He said, okay, I got it. Uh, mm -hmm. Got it. Understand it. And I'll live it out. Okay. So <laughs> a few weeks later, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Again, Nabal treats him poorly, mm -hmm. and he just gets mad. Right, right. Uh, he said, "That's enough. You know what? I'm sick of this stuff. You know, that's it. And I, listen, I'm going to kill everybody in sight." Um, and he he overrules because remember, the the spirit since he did it with Saul, he would have checked David here, mm -hmm. and David was so intense mm -hmm. that he overruled it. Like, I, I'm not right. even paying attention to anything the Holy Spirit's doing. I'm going to go and kill him. And God says, okay, well, then let me use a different way of doing it. And he sends Abigail. Mm -hmm. um, and she says, I believe you're making a mistake. Mm -hmm. By the way, not because he doesn't deserve you to do that. He's, he's not a good guy. Right. And, of course, you, you, I understand how you feel. However... I don't believe that you're following God's will. Right. And you ought to reconsider. Right. Um, when when that was spoken to him, how did David receive it? Complete humility. Complete humility and stepping in and receiving it and then actually being grateful for it. But teed up in that opportunity was he could have received it in humility and processed he immediately knew that pulled him back in line with the spirit and so he immediately knew that but he also could have gone to offense who are you to tell me what i should do right right and right. so he had a choice there to respond in humility or in offense yeah. and i think we need to pay attention to that also as we are 
processing with other believers yeah. and non-believers, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because um, um, he even admits it. He says, thank goodness that you were the messenger of God. Right. And you were showing me God's truth. And, mm-hmm. and because of it, I was about to do something that wasn't of God's will. Mm-hmm. But because he used you, I recognized something. Right. Huh. You're trying to get me a message. And it hit me that you are getting me God's message, and I need to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so humility was the willingness that when he was challenged, remember, he's, he's going after it. Mm-hmm. And as far as he's concerned, he's going to execute it. Right. And she shows up. And because it it hit the humility piece of his heart, he thought, huh. And then he went to God because he said, you're a messenger of God. Right. Are you trying to show me something? Mm -hmm. And then, by the way, the Holy Spirit would have said to him, "Uh, I thought you just learned this lesson. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he says... I'm not supposed to take my own vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what? I just learned this. Right. And I overreacted and I was about to do something stupid. And God sent a person in my community to say, I think you ought to reconsider this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I received it. And this is what you're trying to say is in humility, not in going and keep maintaining my my offense. Mm-hmm. To say, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I'm sorry, I'm going after it because I've decided mm-hmm. to go after it. Right. I'm going to push my own agenda as opposed to when God is trying to say, if I was you, I'd stop a second. Mm-hmm. And let's process it because I'll, I'll get you the truth of this right? Uh, if you have a heart to go. And I'm going to bring community into your scenario to assist you because I love you, even though your heart is not right, you've overreacted, you've bypassed everything you've learned, mm-hmm. and you're about ready to make a mistake. Even with that, I'm going to give you another opportunity right. to receive what I have to say. And I'll say it, interesting enough, through another person. Mm-hmm. And that's my voice. Right. Uh, and so we'll, we'll talk. Oh, and that's a gift. Yeah. That's such a gift, yeah. right? Yeah. And let's talk as we apply this, okay, how does that uh, work for our life and how should we approach it in our life with the community, with people that that interrupt us? Um, How do we maintain that humility? And we'll talk about how beautiful it is so that on the other side of it, and and we gotta talk about this, just because somebody said something. Right. I'm not saying, well, because you said it, I'm going to follow that. No. No. We got to just stop a second. Right. And, and go to the fullness of what God would say and is going to mm-hmm. say. And it's okay that somebody would say something. And take the time something. to flesh it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it could be that they're actually approaching it in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, the enemy's using them to distract you. And at first... We got, and we'll talk about this. You don't need to sort all that out. Just have a heart to sort it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, remember, we'll talk about that next time. So, we'll uh, excellent. We're going to continue this discussion. This is such a critical piece of God speaking. Is how does He use community, and how do we 
process it, stay with it until we get truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll do, and we'll do that. So, Father, we That's thank awesome. you. Thank you for this great story. Thank you for David's heart that that had humility, even when he was so bent on fulfilling his anger uh, that you interrupted him. And so, I just pray that we'll be in that same place and we'll learn how to process that well. This is you speaking through another person, and we thank you mm-hmm. in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you for joining us, everyone. If today brought questions up for you, send them in to us at questions at abideministries.com. And we look forward to seeing you next time. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.